0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Over the Farmgate podcast brought to you by Farmer's Guardian. I'm your host, FG's news and business reporter, Hannah Binns. Don't forget, we'll bring you a new episode of the podcast every Tuesday. Just make sure you're subscribed on your favourite platform. And if you enjoy this week's podcast, then please feel free to share it with your friends and family, as well as on social media platforms. As an industry always reacting and adapting to change, Farmers Guardian are catching up with AHDB levy payers about the upcoming Shape the Future ballot. While FG estimates there are approximately 100,000 levy payers in total, only 7,300 across all sectors have signed up to have their say about the organisation's future. This week, I caught up with farmers Paul Tompkins and Gary Mitchell for A dairy Perspective, which has had 2,329 sign-ups to date. FG's feature editor, Emily Ashworth, also caught up with Danny Gallagher and his wife Hannah, about his career as a farrier and his love of horses, a spot of last month's Farming Can campaign, which looked at rural skills. But first, Farmers for Action chair Dave Handley shares his views about AHDB with me. So Dave, what are some of your views on AHDB? Well, I've
1: had strong views on AHDB for the last 40 years. Um, my view on it is that it's an overpriced organisation in respect of producers, um, it's it's an organisation which takes money off the majority, yet only benefits a minority. Um, I think that's totally wrong. Um, and from what we've seen earlier this year, um, what's happened with one of the bodies that paid a levy. They also were in agreement. They decided enough was enough and they broke away. Um, we've campaigned for, for many years as farmer faction to get change within AHDB. Um, but it is a very, up until recently anyway, been a very tightly run ship. It seems to contain an awful lot of ex, so we say, NFU and other body officials. Um, who walk into a job um, and my personal opinion is they don't walk into that job with experience Um, they walk in that job because they're there and it's been made available to them and I think that is a con to every single levy payer Mm. the other thing that, that, that really concerns me is that I run a business and if I need professional advice there is plenty out there um, and the ones that are out there I always feel that if they deliver um, that's all well and good for the business if they don't deliver they simply get a P45 and I shop around and look for someone else unfortunately with the AHDB in its current form it again what it's advice that it puts out, I have to pay for, whether I like it or I don't like it. Um, I've heard the argument, you know, that um, people put forward that it's beneficial and those that don't like it, et cetera, et cetera just, you know, being difficult. I don't accept that at all. Um, farming's in a very difficult place at the minute. Um, It has been for a number of years, and what we need is a voice for the industry. And from what I've seen coming out of AHDB, certainly their PR machine um, and their television adverts, I think I could go to my local primary school and and come up with a better, more concise, more professional approach than what they do.
0: So would it be fair to say that you don't think um, AHDB offers much value for money for levy payers, if any? No, I
1: don't. I I stand by what I said at the beginning, which is um, it's an organisation that's been given a right to take money from a majority and only a minority benefit from it. Mm. Their communication skills, I think, are appalling, and I've made that known over a number of years, Um, it it saddens me but unfortunately um, the farming industry does tend to sit back uh, moan and groan um, and do nothing about it Uh, about five or six years ago we tried to get at least a thousand farmers to sign up to call for an investigation into AHDB i.e. that DEFRA had to look at what was going on and I think we got 980 some odd, uh, signatures. Yet every single day I read a, a, a magazine or Farmers Guardian, whatever, um, there's always somebody moaning about AHDB. Well, you know, last year a group of farmers showed us if, if, if you grow a pair and, uh, you're not happy with something, you need to, um, make a voice heard, and that's what they did. Whether they will regret that in the long term, um, that's that will be their decision. I don't think, personally, they will.
0: So, talking about doing something, rather than just, you know, sitting at home and moaning, um, what are your thoughts on the ballot process? Have you signed up yet? Well,
1: I think, I think the ballot process is probably um, w- what's needed. Um, But unfortunately, I don't think we shall see the clean result. Um, We already saw that AHDB management uh, jumped in as soon as the the Potato Boys uh, disappeared to close down the door so that others could do the same thing. Um, A a new broom doesn't sweep clean. Um, Nick Saffer has got a tremendous track record with OMSCO and other businesses. Um, but I don't think he's been there long enough at, at the moment um, to make the necessary changes. Um, I would hope that the majority of farmers will will cast their opinion, um, but I'm fearful that a lot of people will think, um, probably as I do, that whatever we say and whatever we do, unless it's a direct vote to come out, um they will look at all what's been written, they'll make a few PR statements, very clever ones, and we'll just carry on with what we've got. Um, And, you know, I don't know how we change that, um, other than what they should really do, in my opinion, is say we write a letter to every single levy payer, and we give you the option. Do you want to continue to pay for the advice that AHCB offers, or do you want to cease being a levy payer? That, in my opinion, is democracy at work. Not some fancy uh, situation that that they're basically putting forward at the moment, where I think whatever the result, um, they may get a fright, which will force them to do something, but I think the true way to deal with this is basically say to a levy payer, do you want to pay the levy for the service you get or would you like to withdraw from paying the levy? And I think that is 100% fairness. But that won't happen because I think I know what the answer would be. The majority of levy payers would pull out.
0: And in your ideal world what would AHDB deliver for farmers?
1: Well, what AHDB um, should deliver to farmers, it should be the voice of farming. It should be um, a major stakeholder in what we do with our products, whether that's in the form of uh, advertising, um, but at the end of the day, it's It's got to be seen to deliver. And unfortunately, because of the way the system is set up, we as a levy payer never get to see what they deliver. I mean, it's very frustrating for somebody like me because I know there will be egotistical farmers out there who love to have their farms as, you know, specialist farms for AHCB, but unfortunately, there's an awful lot of farmers surrounding that farm that can't afford to do those sort of things. What we need is somebody to take something on um, in the form of, let's say, marketing of dairy, as an example. And within 12 months, we should be able to analyse and see what they have delivered. And when I say delivered, I mean deliver financial benefit To those that have put the money forward to enable them to operate and at the moment we're not getting that and it's not about a perfect world all it is is they're a body that's there and i think one of the things or one of the first things they could do is they need to get out of stoneleigh they're up there sat in a white elephant which cost an absolute fortune and they are not in the real world. And I would far rather see them come out from there, get into regional areas, and then be accountable to regional farmer board members. People that don't get paid for their services, but are there to oversee what they're doing, what proposals they are making, instead of what we've got at the moment, which is a you know a wooden clad, Building in the middle of Stoneleigh, which is completely out of touch with the rest of the world. Um, and again, you know, that's about practicalities. And sometimes, if if you're representing a business or or um, a majority of farmers, you need to be amongst them. You need to be smelling the air that they're smelling every day. That gives you an insight into what they're facing and what you should be doing to uh, develop answers to the questions that probably 95% of them would be wanting to ask. And I can tell you what that main question would be. What are you doing for us to get more profitability into our business? And at the moment, they couldn't answer it.
0: So if farmers are feeling very similar to you and they're listening along, what would you advise them to do? Would you say, you know, get signed up, have your say, get your voice heard?
1: Yes, I mean, I'm always a great believer in that. I think farmers in the United Kingdom, um, in my experience for the last 20 years, have been too quiet. They always sit back and let others do it for them. And they're doing that with AHDB. As I said to you, for the last 40 years, all I've ever heard is moaning and groaning about the AHDB at a livestock market or wherever. At a meeting, people will stand up and jump on and down in the air but they failed to do anything about it. And I think what, what was shown quite clearly earlier um, in the year is that the potato uh, growers said, no, we're not going to do that anymore. Um, we, we've tried, and I've talked to a number of them. they tried to put their points forward to AHDB, and previous incumbents of Nick Saffer's job I haven't listened to them. They've lived in a, you know, their own little world, doing what they want to do. And I think farmers need to make it very plain and very clear what they want from AHDB. And that, in my opinion, there's only two things. Yes, we want you to continue, but change. Or very simply, no, what we want you to do is take us off the levy paying list because we don't want to pay for your services. If we need that type of service, There are plenty of consultants, excellent consultants in the United Kingdom. We've got some of the best in the world, in my opinion. Um, They will work for you. They will, yes, take your money. But with them, you've got the option that if they don't deliver something, um, they can't go home and uh, prune their rose bushes uh, because they know that there will be a P45 waiting for them in respect to the fact they've not delivered anything to the bottom line of that business. The England woodland creation offer from DEFRA and the Forestry Commission is now available. If you're a farmer or land manager, you could receive over £10,000 for every hectare of woodland you create. And you don't need to take your best agricultural land out of use. Because when you plant trees, you plant the future. You plant a legacy which rewards you now and for generations to come. Put down roots. Visit gov.uk slash woodlandcreation. England only. Conditions apply.
0: In direct contrast, Vale of York farmer Paul Tomkins thought while there was some questionable levy spending, it'd be difficult to buy the services AHDB delivers commercially elsewhere. So, Paul, what do you think of AHDB currently? What do you think it offers levy payers in terms of value for money? And what use do you get out of the organisation?
2: It's tricky, isn't it, to know how anything is worth its value in money. The reality is that the amount of levy that goes to A H D V from each liter of my milk is tiny. You know, you could probably fill the cap on a milk bottle and it would be that amount, but multiply it up by the liters that go um, and it soon starts adding up and you think, well, where is that money being spent? Um, I think that there's some awesome people within ahdb and it also it delivers some awesome uh, value to me for that money you know the ones that stick out in my mind are market intelligence genetics and, and indeed some of the um campaigns that we've seen recently on on red meat and dairy products being part of a balanced diet it's not to say that there's uh questionable spending and we shouldn't keep in mind that, uh, that, that that things can always be done better. But overall, I think probably for the money that we spend, I'd be difficult, it'd be difficult for me to go and buy those products or services commercially.
0: Sure. And what are your thoughts on the ballot process? Have you signed up yet? I signed up mm-hmm. uh, under duress. Not under duress.
2: No, it's not there. <laughs> yeah, I signed up. Um, the... The process seems very strange to me. Um, to to ask for a pre-registration, um, to then be followed by a series of questions, uh, doesn't seem much logic to me. I think that the whole concept was probably born on the back of the concerns about uh, potato and horticultural farmers deciding to no longer subscribe to the to the levy, and um, they. They started to panic and think, well, we ought to offer some farmers something within the other sectors, uh, just so that they, we don't have um, similar rumblings. What's turned out to be what could have been a, a, a nice process seems awfully uh, convoluted, uh, not easy to participate in, and it's probably only going to gain insight from a small part of the dairy sector.
0: So do you think it kind of limits its reach by offering this sign up to have your say approach?
2: Without doubt. I mean the, the numbers have borne out in what's being shared at the moment that you know just a small percentage of dairy farmers have signed up. I found it interesting that the the, the um AHDB are now quoting the amount of liters that have that are signed up rather than dairy farmers and that concerns me. Because this isn't, uh, you know, the they, AHDB represent all dairy farmers, no matter its size. Um, and just because somebody's typed in some large amounts of litres doesn't mean that they have a more representative sample of the, the industry. It just means that they've got one or two large farmers who have, have, have chipped in their literage.
0: So what would the consensus be among your farming peers? Do you know many dairy farmers who've signed up? Or are you still having those conversations um, with fellow farmers, where you kind of say, you know, come on, sign up, have your say. Yeah, despite the HGB's best efforts, it's never easy to
2: reach farmers. We're a busy bunch. And the truth is that when I speak to farmers, despite uh, it's being, it being uh, in press and uh, on social media, et cetera, most just genuinely haven't uh, heard of it. And those that have are meaning to get round to to signing up to vote but just you know it's just not one that never the never the top of the list of things to do uh so so that that's probably the reason that we've seen low numbers of dairy farmers subscribe so far
0: and what would you like to see come out of the ballot
2: that's a good question the what what it's it's a good question because It's not necessarily a service or product that needs to come out of the ballot. What needs to come out of the ballot is an understanding from AHGB that they need to be responsive to the needs of farming businesses and that it's a folly, perhaps, to follow some existing um, uh, spending areas just because they always have, and I think that's what needs to change, that they need to be more responsive to dairy farmers' needs.
0: And where do you picture the dairy industry in five years' time?
2: Well, let's follow the same trajectory that we're on now <laughs> and we'll all be, we'll all be uh, living in Barbados and running our farms remotely. Um, no, that's not a good answer. Um, where do I see the industry in five years' time? Five years isn't all that long away, you know. Farmers are used to operating in cycles of generations, not mm-hmm. uh, not months, weeks, or perhaps even years. You know, growing seasons come around ever so quickly. Can you believe we're already watching first cup grow in the sunshine as we speak? Um, the so five years is a short time. I see the dairy sector having uh, continuing on its path of of growth towards. Um, producing um, a valued, sustainably produced, uh, nutritionally rich food. Um, I I, I see it as a sector that's going to become even more uh, important, both within agriculture and wider society.
0: And how do you see AHDB fitting into that?
2: Now, that is the the key, isn't it? Because AHDB is famous for for, for using some clichés. The, The one that springs to mind is horizon scanning. And the uh, AHGB really are there to ensure that we are, they are focusing on the farm businesses of the future. Uh, all too often, they get accused of spending a lot of uh, resource um, in bringing the bottom 25% up rather than helping the top 25%, uh, or indeed half, move forward. And I think that's um, a, a big challenge for, for them going forward.
0: Thanks, Paul. For Gary Mitchell and a few Scotland's Milk Committee chair, AHDB does a lot of good stuff, but ultimately needs to change. Here's Gary to tell us more. So, Gary, what are your thoughts on AHDB currently? Um,
3: currently, um, I think there's, there is a lot of good stuff that AHDB does. Um, I do think there's a lot of things that need to sort of change, um, you know, because... I'm what I started milking, you know, I'm relatively new in the industry. So 2007, so a lot of meetings and stuff that I went to at HDB, I found quite useful, um, in the early days, but you know, I've moved to a different level now and I know that they've tried hard to, you know, through different leader, uh, meetings and stuff we've had to try and move it up another gear. But I think it does need to reinvent itself in, in some of these areas.
0: And what do you think it offers levy payers in terms of value for money? You said at the start of your career it was quite helpful.
3: Yeah, well, I think being new to the industry, knowing all that, especially a lot on fertility, um, I probably found that useful, lameness, that uh, sort of thing. Uh, You know, personally, I found that very useful to my business. Um, But I tend to find meetings that you went to just still seem to be the same folk. And there's a lot of members out there who pay levy we are not using the service. Now, that's not uh, all AHDP's fault, but I think we need to look at different ways that we try and reach as many people, levy payers as possible.
0: Mm. And what are your thoughts on the ballot process? Have you signed up yet? <coughs> yes, yeah, I signed up fairly early. Um,
3: well, I think as farmers, we've all got a degree we honour, I think, in computer
0: you personally like to see come out of the ballot I would definitely like to see you know a clear strategy
3: of of, of what we are going to you know where do we want to take the dairy industry um uh, five ten years from now uh, we need to look at you know certainly at the minute we're probably in the best position um to export globally at the minute the way the markets are probably the UK is one of the most competitive but many farmers actually understand that um and many processors are even willing to get involved in that but you know i think we've we've took such a battering from the retailers over the last 10 12 years in the liquid sector um, we really need to start as, a, as the uk starting to look at new opportunities
0: and what are some of those new opportunities for you
3: um well i currently you know i supply arla so you know arla i think's done a lot you know whether it's branding their exports have just got a big portfolio uh, of what they, they, they sell the markets, the different markets they sell into. But I just feel, you know, the ones that are in the UK and UK focused and totally run by the retailer, I feel, you know, it's pretty obvious now that they're performing the worst. So, we, you know, these processors now need to find another way, another avenue premium and it either needs to return or we need to change where we sell our dairy produce. Mm.
0: And in an ideal world, what would AHDB look like to you? What kind of things would it deliver?
3: Well, the couple of things that you know I, I, have, as a, I, I have an issue is I feel they give out far too much information free of charge. I feel consultants um, take a lot of money out of our industry A lot of the information that ahdb provide but they actually don't pay anything for it the the levy payer has provided that information and i always think anything you get for nothing you don't value it and you know my suggestion i've made you know publicly to ahdb is that every farmer should have a user number uh, and username and a password where they can access you know technical data that's useful to our business instead of it being 100% available to 100% everyone. Um, I don't agree with that, but I do know the issues um, regarding that is that AHDB currently haven't got a database of everyone that pays their levy. So number one, out of all this um, process that's happening now, I want to see that every dairy farmer is on their database and they can clearly identify what every farmer has paid to them, and I think that's the first thing that needs to happen um, and then we can look at better how the farmer is getting valued for money for what you know he's paid in and it 's up to that farmer to access that
0: and before you mentioned you know that we 're operating within a global sphere, where do you picture the dairy industry in five years' time um
3: currently um, I, I would say there's still going to be a, a shrinkage in in, in farmers, I think, dairy farmers, um, I think the herds will, I'm not sure how much larger herds are going to get, I actually don't think there will be big increases in herds, but there might be more, less people managing more farms, but I think to get the expertise and the quality labour that you need to run dairies, you know, there has to be an amount of scale there to justify the, you know, what the wage uh, is going to be in, in five years' time, you know, there's serious wage increases on the way, and I think, you know, it's going to take more leaders to pay for that. So, you know, we've been working in wafer-thin margins in this dairy industry for too long, and, you know, we need to change that.
4: Um, in terms
0: of AHDB's Shape Your Future ballot, what would you say to farmers who haven't signed up yet?
3: Well, I would I would really, really urge every farmer to, to fill this thing in, because, the number one, if they had a database clearly of all the farmers, I think would be a big benefit in, in its own. And then they can actually look at, you know, and quantify um, all the different sizes of producers and, and then, you know, create something for each, each of their needs. So, you know, it's the one thing that I was aghast that they actually didn't know every producer that actually pays their salary. And, you know, the, You know, until that happens, you know, I certainly won't be happy how it's running at the moment. So it's really, really crucial that every farmer does. If you're intending being in this industry the next five years, you know, you should be registering for this.
0: Thanks, Gary. Last month's Farmer's Guardian campaign, Farming Can, focused on rural skills. Our Features Editor, Emily Ashworth, caught up with Danny Gallagher and his wife Hannah about his career as a farrier and his love for horses.
5: So I'm originally from Bolton. So Bolton, I was there till I was 18, and then I came to Cumbria to do my apprenticeship as a farrier. So yeah, when I moved more by for Christmas, and I got a horse. horse it was pretty cool because then I was hunting all, all my childhood, and everyone said I was really good with horses. Yeah. And I should get into this, but I knew how hard it was to get an apprenticeship. As in, like it was just a hard thing to get into. If you're mm. not from, if you if your if your family's into it, then obviously you you've got your yeah. path into it, same as farming. So I knew how hard it was to get into it, but luckily my steps to get in, I had a trial up here and got in straight away basically with the the first trial I did with a fella called Derek Gardner, who uh, is like a renowned farrier basically. Yeah. Like really good. Um, So I had a really good teacher. So that was four years, two months apprenticeship, which is a long, long time. But it goes very quickly at the same time. And obviously I've been qualified now for six years. I have my own round, including three race yards in Cumbria. And I do a lot of private customers outside of that as well. So Nicky Richards is probably one to mention because he's a big one.
6: Nicky Richards? Nicky
5: Richards, yeah, at Greystoke. He's got like 70 horses in training.
6: Okay, can we just talk about... Well, first of all, what what is it that you like about it?
5: What I like about it, every day is different. Yeah. Every day is different, every horse is different, every customer is different... You're not, even though you're, you're shoeing horses, there's always you, you're learning every single time you pick the fault basically. And then you're trying you your best to do the best job every single time to make that horse perform and So that's why I get a buzz being in the race, because it's like a family, you've got everybody yeah. in there. And all you want to do is try and make them horses win. So if you can be a part of that, then it gives you a bit of good feeling. But it's long hours, especially in winter when it's raining
6: are there a lot of farriers around or is it quite like a
5: niche? Uh, Do you know well, what I mean? Yeah, like, like, it depends what area you're in, basically. So up in Cumbria there's only about 15 of us in this area. Okay. But if you went down to Cheshire, there'd be like 250. Okay. <laughs> depends what area you're in. But at the same time, the demand's there for the horses, if that makes sense, because there'll be a lot of horses in them areas. The amount of people, like if you was in school and I said, but it's a farrier, they wouldn't have a That's clue. That's what with I mean. Far- yeah, they wouldn't yeah. have that it yeah, is. it's not yeah, like a Yeah, it's not like a farmer. No, no one knows where a fire is. And then when I had, it was one occasion, I remember this, So obviously we obviously when the ladies and these kids come from Birmingham for like, you know, walks in the fells and stuff. And mm. I was in this farmyard and the teacher was with these kids and they were only about eight, or nine year old. Mm. And the woman said to the kids, oh, he's putting shoes on the horses. And one kid looked down at his feet thinking I was going to put shoes on like that. It's like it's mental. Con- yeah. Yeah, it's so, again, it's just a lack yeah.
6: of disconnect, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, his, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: But also, yeah. like, you don't, you don't get to
5: see it unless you own a horse. No, unless you go to a, a country show or something and, it, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. making shoes, like, in a competition. Yeah. That's the only time you see
6: them. They don't do anything in schools, in my opinion, for farming, no. for these no. sort of skills. No. And I don't understand why, because...
5: Because you get put in a box. We say this all the time, don't we? Mm-hmm. And
4: mm-hmm. If you don't fit that box, you just going to... Schools school is people. And they don't think about anybody no. that actually is hands-on with in any type of learning do they no, i was not good in school and they just forget about but Q&A. that's other skill like you know you've got
6: such a skill
5: mm.
6: that and it's you a dying skill if yeah. you think
5: about it it like... is it is in a way because like there's three colleges in, in the country now and my school works in Herefordshire, where you can have like so in your apprenticeship you, you have to find the boss but then you go to college throughout them four years mm-hmm. eight times and they're the only three colleges that still do it now and you go for like a block of three weeks and I think they've limited it to 20 farriers a year. Mike, it's around like 20 farriers mm. a year past now. Okay. As in like, there's the small blocks because they, they over flooded the market for a few years and then cut back on mm. it. So it's very, to get into one of the places now, you're lucky, aren't okay. you really?
6: yeah. So have you, has your family always had horses
5: or not? My dad's always Dad. been around horses. My mother's never sat on a horse in her life.
6: <laughs> okay, so, what, so what, what skills do you need to, or what, what traits do you need to, to be a good farrier?
5: Hard-working. You have to be good around the horses. You have to have horse sense, basically. Because that, that that makes you from being just a farrier to a really good farrier. If you can read a horse and know what its behaviour is, I think that, that, that sets you off from the rest mm. of them type thing. And obviously you have to be skilled. You have to have an eye for the job. I'm very patient. You have got to understand
4: animals, though, don't you, to yeah. do the job?
5: Yeah. Because there is... Well, I don't have any bad ones, touch wood, ever. One that's a bit difficult, but we're getting there now with it. Yeah. But it's just literally people say, oh, you, you go to some yards, and oh, my, far, my old farrier couldn't touch you, and you like pick it up, and it's. Yeah. You've just got to learn to make them happy and comfortable now. Like,
4: horses are like massive dogs, I think, mm. aren't Yeah. And they know, yeah. like. massive intuition. Yeah. 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 And they're so clever. Mm hmm.
5: And so fast. People don't understand the speed a horse can move. No.
6: Is it a dying skill? Would you say? Mm. Or is it? Is it something that we need to encourage, I think,
5: you know? I, I, that it's hard in a way, because it's not... It's not a,
6: or we could say traditional... We could talk about rural skills in general, yeah. maybe,
5: you know? I think. It? but I think if if you was a kid and you wanted to do it, there's ways in, like, no-one's... It's not like you can't... If, you, if you're that keen on being a farrier, you will find a way of being a farrier. It's just a no, very
4: no, hard
5: path at the same time. Yeah,
4: without putting my tiny your mouth like... The good thing about a farrier is about the job is if there's horses, they're always going yeah. to have to be farriers. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's maybe a bit different from like the thatch the kind say, of skill yeah. because yeah. you yeah. don't need any, like, you can, yeah. like, times just moved. But the good thing about yeah, that, is, yeah,
5: because it's not, that, that's true because, like, basically what we do has never changed since the Romans. The Romans were the first ones to put shoes and horses and it's never ever changed since. There's people that, that tried changing it and do things and it's never changed. Mm-hmm. and it won't change you can't get a machine to go and do it because a horse is never going to let a machine go underneath yeah. it so yeah, that's such a good
4: point you're going to, yeah. to have to have skilled
5: people to do it still
4: mm-hmm. which is like what's yeah. quite romantic about the whole thing it, Yeah, it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like sheepdogs sheep are romantic too because there is nothing the that's never changed with time going to a trail on Saturday that is such, I
6: love that point actually because everything is so mechanised and technology driven yeah. you, you would not be able to mm. no you know,
5: without I, restricting it in some sort of in a way, way that you wouldn't want to. In a way, it's like if you went into the health and that you can't go to, up to a horse with a high-vis jacket on and a hard hat. And if, it was a new this. someone said, I don't know how you do your job because it's the most dangerous job there is, isn't. it probably is, but mm. it'll never change. Mm. You obviously love
0: what you do, then. Yeah, I love it. Definitely. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. With the ballot costing £100,000, roughly twenty five pounds per sector, Make sure you sign up at ahdb.org.uk shape the future to have your say. We'll be back next week talking to livestock farmers about their thoughts on AHDB. So until then, stay safe and we'll see you soon.